Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode number 19 of Forever Strength. I'm Andrew Coates with my co-host, Bailey Lau, and we're going to tackle DOMS, Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness, today. Uh, something that people both love and fear. We have a really twisted relationship with it. So uh, Bailey's going to open it up, and we're going to kind of talk about what it is and any of the kind of pros and cons and things you need to know about. So take it away. Yep. So you said it, it's actually an acronym. Um, so it delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, so this is sort of the soreness that happens, you know, 12 to 48 hours after you've done some sort of workout, um, some sort of exercise. It's usually a response to unusual exertion. So that either means doing something new um, or potentially pushing yourself, you know, that little bit harder. Um, and it doesn't have to be new. Like if you're, if you're doing a workout once a week, um, potentially that's not enough for your body to adapt to. So it's still, you're still getting that delayed onset muscle soreness, um, because your body's not adapting to it. Um, but it is a part of the recovery process for muscle hypertrophy. And I think one of the most important things to throw out there is as much as some of us enjoy the sensation of some muscle soreness. Extreme muscle soreness is unpleasant, right? And extreme muscle soreness is a sign. I don't want to say it's necessarily that we've overdone it. Brand new people doing something new, they're going to be sore, right? They're going to get pretty sore. And um, I, I don't think that's necessarily a mistake that anybody has made the trainer or the trainee. But if it's crazy excessive, then I, I still prefer whenever I have somebody brand new, I ease them in. I don't try to max them out on stuff. I'm careful about how much volume and load I throw at them because they're brand new to me. Even if they feel like they could handle more, I know they're going to be really sore and I still want to make sure that everything agrees with them. And then we have yeah. lots of room to build up. Um, but soreness is all, and here's the classic soreness is not a good proxy for whether or not you had a good workout. That might be the most important takeaway. Um, and yeah. the absence of soreness does not mean you didn't have a good workout. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If you're following a program and you're sticking to it and you're not making huge jumps in the amount that you're lifting or the amount of exertion, um, you shouldn't be getting all that sore anyway. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're doing Bulgarian split squats or lunges, it probably doesn't matter how often or how used to they, you are to them. It's probably going to make you sore. There's just something. Well, we're actually going to explain why coming up at in, in another section. So yeah. what's next? Yeah. So I guess, you know, to uh, to know if they're delayed onset muscle soreness, um, symptoms is just like the muscles are tender and stiff. Um, sort of, you know, if you were to poke them, they kind of feel bruised. A um, little bit of pain when you go to use the muscle, not injury pain in quotation um just you know some discomfort and it's uh there's some swelling inflammation the muscles fatigue a lot faster um and then you have a decreased force output capacity and it's it's all temporary um like i said it's you know 48 hours sometimes if you push it a little hard it would last um so maybe like three days or something or if you're not allowing your body to recover and you're doing things even though you're already sore um it might seem like oh man I did that that leg day on Monday and I'm still sore on Friday and it's like well you went for a run on Wednesday so what do you expect <laughs> you're still using your legs um and I say that to myself all the time 
You had a soccer game. I did you. Yeah. Yeah. With you with your soccer plus your lifting. So mm -hmm. a couple of things here. So you mentioned inflammation. That's one of these boogeyman nebulous terms. <laughs> I mentioned that in a social media post recently that people, first of all, you get fitness professionals talking about inflammation. Most of the time they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So that's usually a red flag. But do you want to explain what's going on with this inflammation and how is it different from this nebulous inflammation that we get warned about? Yeah, so I guess um, people think that inflammation is bad because it's a mechanism of your body after some sort of um, stimulus on a muscle or some sort of damage to a tissue. Um, and the whole idea is that it's sending blood there in order to um, help that tissue recover. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. The rest, ice, elevate, and whatever um, has been sort of retracted in some sense, I guess. Yep. Um, just because inflammation has a purpose in the body, we don't want to completely get rid of it. You know, excessive inflammation, I'm not a doctor, like, you know, <laughs> there's a, a serious injury and that's what they recommend. Don't listen to me. But if it's sort of, you know, you stepped on your foot wrong and your ankle kind of rolled, um, probably don't ice it. You know, try to get it moving through a certain range of motion that doesn't cause discomfort because um, there's there's a reason for it, right? Yep. And it, we could also extend this to taking things like um, anti-inflammatory medications too. Now, I want to be careful about, like you said, making recommendations against what a doctor would say. This You defer to your doc. But yep. you probably should not be taking anti-inflammatories on a regular basis post-workout. A, if it's having an anti-inflammatory effect, it is probably lessening the impact of your recovery process. So you're actually probably costing yourself gains. Plus there's other concerns that go beyond the scope of this with taking that much of a medication that frequently. So we don't need to, to try to do something about acute inflammation, right? Chronic stuff, again, beyond the scope of this, but if you're dealing with chronic inflammation, that's a result of certain lifestyle behaviors. That's a conversation for your doctor, for sure. They're two very different kinds of things. Chronic inflammation, bad. Um, but again, when you get people talking about it who are probably unqualified, I would just be a little bit careful because they may not know what they're talking about and they may be selling you bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, what causes it? Causes, um, yeah, just an increased stress that's put on the muscle fiber um, or a new movement. So, um, and then there's the eccentric, which contraction, which is the lengthening of the muscle um, is mostly associated with DOMS because you're... Um, you're using the muscle while it's in a stretched position. Which is why lunges and Bulgarians are so awful because you get this deep loaded stretch of your glute at the bottom position. And there's just something uniquely awful about <laughs> the soreness uh, that you get from that. And there can be yeah. a relationship with muscle damage. Now it's worth mentioning that for a very long time, the general belief is that uh, building muscle, muscle hypertrophy is the result of mechanical tension of muscle damage and with metabolic stress. I certainly more and more, and based on the research and the interpretation of the research that smart people smarter than me who dive into research, it, it looks more and more like mechanical tension is, if it not exclusively the driver, it is certainly the overwhelmingly major factor. Mm -hmm. And I tend to think that, well, there's good evidence that muscle, you can build muscle without incurring much muscle damage, training stimulus. Uh, and then there are certainly situations where you incur muscle damage, like traumas and injuries that do not cause hypertrophy. 
And then with uh, cell swelling or metabolic stress, you pump. I've always seen that as more of a concurrent thing that happens because of the mechanical tension from training rather than itself a major cause. And again, research has pointed to, you can get cell swelling that in the absence of, of resistance training, in the absence of mechanical tension, that will not cause muscle growth. So yeah. it seems like mechanical tension is a major driver and muscle damage and metabolic stress seem to be sort of concurrent players rather than major causes. A little bit beyond the scope of this episode, but it was worth pointing out. Yeah. Probably because we don't want to seek excessive muscle damage. We do not need to apply brutality to our workouts to cause extreme soreness to grow muscle or get stronger. We just don't need to do that. Yeah. Humans have this weird thing where, you know, <laughs> if they're not suffering, they don't think that it's working. Um, so it's just like, oh, what's that? What's that Buckley's? And people think it's, oh, it's so good for you. It works because it tastes so terrible. Yeah. It's it, something about psychology tastes, you know, beyond my knowledge, but. Yeah. It tastes awful and it works. That's their tagline. You're right. Yeah, we, we tend to think that way. And part of making exercise and resistance training more accessible to more people is to kind of break down some of these myths and misconceptions. Everybody listening probably has that friend who doesn't want to be sore, who has started and tried and got sore and they didn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. And it just means we have to kind of go in, got to ease them in, even though they want to gung -ho, go gung-ho or someone who hasn't worked out in several years and wants to try to do what they did when they were A, younger, and B, when they were well-trained. Yeah. please please ease back in if you've had a period of time or an injury um, you've got a lot of time and room to grow into it you do not need to crush yourself and yeah. large increases in volume can be a factor in in increased injury rates so there's another reason to, to kind of ease it yeah right. um so i mean we went well you first you we went over a couple of the the things that you know but you shouldn't be doing but um sometimes a person um, i guess if they're relatively new a beginner might confuse acute muscle soreness which is the burning sensation that you get while you're working out um with doms but they're not the same thing they're different um another thing is the the lactic acid buildup myth that was debunked uh, a little while ago um so don't say that to me otherwise <laughs> um and then yeah, so you said don't don't rely on muscle soreness as a sort of a telltale that you've had an effective workout. Um, and another thing, I guess, the do's and don'ts of DOMS, and lots of people don't know, oh, should I work out? Should I not work out? Um, if you are in a good program, you should be split up so that you don't have to work out while you're sore. All right. So if you're doing more than four days a week, you should be doing potentially an upper lower or different training modalities. So full body potentially running as long as you're recovering. Um, so a good telltale is that if you have a seriously decreased force output, you're not going to be able to perform that day. So it's counterproductive to or, you know, could be counterproductive to try and work out the same muscle group back to back if you're still sore. And if it's compromising the quality of your movement and your range of motion and you're still pushing through it, well, I mean, theoretically, I mean, I don't think this is necessarily supported by a whole bunch of research out there, but I mean, there's hard to produce research on this particular topic, but I certainly think that it may add risk to injury if your your form your technique is is compromised uh yeah. based on you just feeling shitty yeah what else you got um 
other things. Yeah, I just no need to reduce the swelling. You don't need to pump a bunch of Advil into you um, to try and avoid it. And actually, um, that wouldn't necessarily reduce the the muscle soreness um you know potentially would help with the inflammation but that's not the only thing going on there so um (laughs) it's a drug your body gets used to it it stops working after a while so don't use it just so that you can train more than you need to without recovering properly and i think the only thing i i think we didn't touch on is stretching doesn't reduce muscle soreness there's sort of this myth around it. Well, if any, if one of the keys to why we're sore is a little bit of muscle damage, then think about this. If the muscles are, quote, damaged, and then you pull and stretch on them, that doesn't exactly have a healing thing. If anything, if there's micro tearing, that would theoretically continue to aggravate and slow the healing process. So I think it's sort of counterintuitive. Now, if stretching feels good, if foam rolling feels good, uh, I certainly think that, you know, and, and you mentioned this in the notes, you know, walking or other low impact things that get blood flow, that can be beneficial. I, and that just usually feels good. So someone may get up on a, on a bike or a treadmill for five to 10 minutes, get loose. And all of a sudden they notice, Hey, I feel pretty good. They've done a couple of sets of something. And then the, the soreness is kind of worn off and they're good to go. Right. That's pretty normal. So that's fine. But I find that I, I get to ask this all the time. Is there anything I can do to reduce the soreness? And it's like, you know, eat good protein so your recovery is optimal. Stay hydrated is probably good advice. But beyond that, you're probably not going to do anything that's going to make soreness go away quickly. Yeah. And I mean, um, you, you can avoid it if, if you're starting a new program. It's unavoidable. <laughs> your body needs <laughs> But if you're sticking to your program and you're being consistent and you're taking advantage of all the things that you need to take advantage of, like sleep, like nutrition, um, in order to recover properly, muscle soreness shouldn't be as big of an issue uh, compared to if you didn't take advantage of those. I'm going to add one final thought just so that way we cover it. If the soreness persists past certainly four to five days, um, especially if you're not brand new to something and it seems kind of localized, asymmetrical, or just seems a little bit off, it might be worth going and talking to a qualified physical therapist, maybe your doc, because we want to see if we're not dealing with an actual injury. Okay. So just, I think most people can kind of tell the difference, but people who are inexperienced may not realize it. If you're sore after a week from only just one workout, I think something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll have a new episode for you next week, and we'll talk soon.